direct from the web, it's Billy Masters Live. And now, please welcome your host, Billy Masters. Oh my God, here we are, finally. Finally, we are back. Hey everybody, welcome to Billy Masters Live. I am, of course, Billy Masters. Is anybody going to tell me what the day is? Let's see, maybe they will. Today is Thursday, April 8th. You know, I actually know that it's April 8th. You know how I know that? It's my father's birthday. It's Big Daddy Master's birthday. So, happy birthday, Dad. I, uh, As most of you know, I am not in my place in West Hollywood. I am with my parents in Boston. So, uh, I've actually said happy birthday to my father. And, uh, and it is a gorgeous day out. Frankly, if it weren't Ruta Lee, one of my favorite people in the whole world, if it weren't Ruta Lee, I'd have canceled the show and gone out for a walk. But, you know... I would do anything for Ruta Lee. So I'm going to tell you a little story, and then I'm going to bring her out. When I was growing up, I loved the old talk shows, the Merv Griffins, the Mike Douglas, the Dick Cavett. I loved them all. And I would see people who came on to these shows not to promote something, but to have a conversation, to just be themselves to like hang out with their friends, Mike, Merv, Dick. And um, and there was also something very glamorous about Hollywood back then. And so when I came to Hollywood, so now it's like 22 years ago, I'd been going back and forth. But when I moved there, I went in look, I went in search of a Hollywood that no longer exists. And I'm looking around like, where is the fun? Where is the glitz? Where is the glamour? And, you know, I got actors in T-shirts and ripped jeans and barefoot. And I'm like, you know, the Carol Cooks, the Nanette Fabres, the uh, Betty Garretts, those people didn't show up like that. They were actors, actors. But they were also personalities and celebrities. So bringing up Nanette Fabre, now I don't know if this is the first place I ever met Rudely, but I was invited, Ruta will remember this, to Nanette Fabre's birthday party at the Pasadena Playhouse. Maybe 75? I don't remember. And I walked in, and the first person I saw was Rudely. And I lost my mind. I'm like, oh, my God, you're Rudely. And she's like, well, of course, honey. I've been Rudely for a long time. And I was so excited to meet Rudely. You have no idea. And uh, we took that photo. And, um, and it was a night that I saw all the people I wanted to meet. And then when the El Portal reopened, I met Donald O'Connor doing his old vaudeville act. I mean, in B. Arthur and Carol Channing, you know, and it was suddenly I realized that those people were still in Hollywood, but young Hollywood had kind of, you know, forgotten about them and they weren't giving them opportunities. And people like Ruta, who has like 5,000 hours worth of television credits, what they would do is they'd hit the road. They would perform musicals, they would do one-person shows, and they would tour the country, which is hard work. And we're going to talk about all that. But 
before I bring Ruta out, I want to show a clip. I have so many clips. Okay. Bonnie Hunt is like me. Bonnie Hunt loves her old stars. And she had Ruta Lee on. She's actually worked with Ruta several times. And she had Ruta Lee on. Here's the episode. I'm going to set up the clip. Bonnie's in the hospital with food poisoning. And there is an older socialite divorcee in the next bed who shows up every once in a while at the hospital when, just because she wants company, which, you know, is... You know, everybody wants company and wants a little attention. And her character's name is Ruda Blanchet, but it is spelt Blanchette. And so what she constantly says is, when they call her Mrs. Blanchette, the T's are silent. Here is Ruda Blanchet, played by Ruda Lee, on Life with Bonnie. Pull that curtain. <laughs> Pull that damn curtain. I would know that voice anywhere. <laughs> Good morning, Miss Blanchette. Oh, Dr. Malloy, is this your famous wife? Yes, it oh, is. hello there, you. Hi, Mrs. Blanchette, nice to meet you. Oh, the teas are silent. Oh, Mrs. Blanchet, yay, yay. <laughs> oh, goodness, I am your biggest fan. Oh, what's the matter with you, dear? Oh, I just have some food poisoning. I'm feeling much better than I did last night. Is that code for facelift? <laughs> No, no, I just, it's good old-fashioned food poisoning. Smile! Oh, dear. Well, oh. <laughs> oh, my goodness, I can't get over this. I watch your show every morning. Right, Dr. Malloy? That's right. Oh, yes, okay. you see, I'm an actress, too. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you're, you're kidding me. No, sure. no. No, I did eight off-Broadway musicals. Is that right? Oh, could I tell you stories about men who are women, women who are men, <laughs> men who are with women who think they're men, I'm sorry about this. Sorry? Please! I've done ten off-Broadway shows. This is another opening night. <laughs> well, honey, do I look all right? Are you kidding? You look so fancy. Very fancy. <laughs> you like it? Yes. You know, I don't usually wear pink. No? You know my favorite color? Mm-mm. Shiny. Oh. <laughs> okay, Frenchie, bring it down about a thousand. Get back in your bed. Well, if there's one person who loves shiny, it is my guest today, legendary actress and friend, Ruta Lee. Ruta, we're on. I'm trying to get the sound up, Billy. I don't know where it was. Can you hear me? That's okay. Oh, can you hear me? Oh, dear. Oh, God. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. oh, no. It says sound. What happened? Hi, everybody. Are you hearing me? No sound. No sound. Okay, I'm going to put you back. Oh, wait, do you got it? This is, this is Ruta. We did a sound check earlier, so people should know. Can you hear me now? I need glasses to see what I'm doing. I'll put you backstage. I'll put Ruta backstage, and Ruta will get there. Tell me, Ruta, when you can hear me. Oh, you know, I love live television. So, she's looking, she's looking... She's still looking. Put up the sound, Ruta. God help us. Oh, wait, now she's not connected. Oh, my God, we may have lost Rudely. But we'll have Rudely back. Rudely will be here any second. She may call me. And if she calls me, I have to be ready with my phone. So, um, Rudely, uh, for those of you who don't know, 
People always think that Ruta Lee is like some glamorous foreign woman, and in a way she is. She was born in Canada from two Lithuanian immigrants, and she came to the United States in search of a better life and became Miss Frickin' Ruta Lee. So now she's still not connected, which is troublesome. The guests will connect their webcam before we can add them to the stream. Oh, my God, in merciful heaven. And we can't stop because, you know, we're working. So she could call me at any minute. If she calls me, I have a clip ready um, of me on The Real Housewives of someplace. Where the hell are they from? Atlanta. So that if I have to help Ruda, because I don't want to lose you people. Um, can I show you again how cute we look? Look at us. We're fabulous. Okay. She may have... Now, Ruda was really good at this. So I'm going to hang up and see if I can talk her through this. And uh, I'm going to show you a clip and we'll be right back. party is an all-weekend event consisting of several parties. I'm performing tomorrow at the tea dance, so tonight is my night to relax and have a good time. I had a connection with Tracy, and we were involved, yeah. Yeah. No, and she said some nice things about you as well. I mean, yeah. I mean, but I, I mean, they, everyone I makes like, it like you sleep with. Like, what is that serious? Okay. <laughs> I did the Life and Style article, so I wasn't repeatedly asked about Tracy. So I slept with a woman. Big deal. Call it a day. Keep it moving. What else do you want to know? Great to see you. Good luck with the party, baby. People, watch showing the clip again, people. is an all-weekend event consisting of several parties. I'm performing tomorrow at the tea dance, so tonight is my night to relax and have a good time. I had a connection with Tracy, and we were involved. Yeah. Yeah. No, and she said some nice things about she you as well. Nice. I mean, yeah. I mean, but I, I mean, they, everyone makes like, it salacious. Sleep with like, what is that serious? Okay. <laughs> I did the life and style article, so I wasn't repeatedly asked about Tracy. So I slept with a woman. Big deal. Call it a day. Keep it moving. What else do you want to know? Great to see you. Good luck on the party, baby. Okay, we're back. Technical difficulty solved. Welcome, my friend, the technologically challenged Miss Ruta Lee. <laughs> Hi, sweetheart. Oh, this is mystical, magical that we can be together. With but you. now we're up. We're here. We're here. I know. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen, who are the wonderful fans of Billy Masters for the patience and of Ruta Lee with me. <laughs> I am such an idiot when it comes to doing no. Anything. Oh, Ruta, can I tell I can you I've had? So... 
Oh, well, it's a look, I can't tell you how many people have had trouble with it. So it's not just you. I talked Lainey Kazan through it. I can do anything at this point. Darling Lainey Kazan is a brilliantly talented, wonderful girl. I hope she's better at getting on air with you than I am. <laughs> Ruta, so I was telling people that your parents were immigrants from Lithuania and settled in Canada. How do, who had the idea of coming to the United States? Well, my parents always wanted to come to the United States because everybody knew that the streets were paved with gold here. And so what better place was there to be than the United States, especially if right. you were a little far folk in a, in a teeny tiny town, you know, in Lithuania that nobody ever heard of. And my father wanted to come to the United States, but the quotas were already closed. Oh, okay. You could get into Canada, you could get into Mexico, you could get into South America, Australia. And they chose, of course, Canada because it was right next door to these blessed United States. And my father, in order to come, had to sign up for a year of working in the wheat fields of Alberta and mm. Saskatchewan in Canada. And my mother's parents scrambled together what little they could to get him a ticket to get on a boat to come to America. And and, uh, um, and how old were you when they came down to America? Oh, I wasn't born yet. I was born oh. in Canada. And no, I'm but born, how how old were you when they came to America? To America, I was uh, maybe 10, 11. Oh, so you and do remember those mother, early days in Canada? Oh, of course I do. Up to here in yeah. snow. And, <laughs> and the, the reason that we came to these lovely United States is that my mother always thought that I was, as I put it, uh, sure, the answer, Lithuania's answer to Shirley Temple. And my mother knew nothing about the theater or live stage. She only saw movies, because that's all they could afford to or even knew of. And right. she knew movies were being made in Hollywood, California. And uh, my father and mother both wanted to get out of the cold, cold climates of Canada and the nice warm climates, of course, Florida was a lot closer, but that's not where movies were made. They were made in no. California. See, so, if they had gone to Mexico instead of Canada, it would have been easier. La cucaracha, yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, and as it turns out, don't you have a house in Mexico? Yes, I do. In, in yeah. wonderful, wonderful place, the Hotel Las Hadas campus, and it's in Manzanillo, and it's wonderful, and I am so sorry that I haven't been able to go down now for almost two years uh, because of COVID. But hopefully that will end, please God, soon. Please God. Oh, and, from your uh, lips. So anyway, we, we came to Hollywood, California. Why? Because a lovely priest that had started the Lithuanian Catholic parish here... And his church was a tiny little house on 3rd Street. The front room or the living room was the chapel. The rest of the house was the rectory, you know. And he mm -hmm. invited my mom and dad to come and uh, see California. Well, of course, they came in February when the palm trees were swaying and the flowers <laughs> were blooming 
and the bees were buzzing and they both fell so madly in love with Southern California. Mm. And my mother cried all the way home on the train to Montreal, Canada, as the palm trees were waving their heads goodbye to her. And she was wondering if we'd ever see them again. And miraculously enough, they got their visas to get into the United States because at the time, all the visas to get into the U.S. were doled out to the Europeans who were displaced by the war. Say, a miracle yeah. happened when they're supposed to, and they did. And I grew up in Southern California, and wow, what a blessing that has been to me. Yeah, imagine, I always think to myself, the chance in life that, you know, you don't know one, what one decision can change the course of your life. I have to thank my mom. My dad, of course, neither one of them went past like the third grade in school. Mm -hmm. but, but my mother was innately, I think, one of the smartest women I've ever known. She just knew what to do. Her soul told her what to do. My father, on the other hand, grumbled and complained a lot about it. But he had street smarts <laughs> and smart enough. And they were both tailors. And oh. So they worked in tailoring. And all of my clothes in my youth were made by my mother and father, which was quite a blessing, you know. And uh, But I have to thank my mother because she had the smarts to say, my daughter can do that in her own mind, you know. My daughter can dance and do all of that stuff. So I thank her. You know, you're also, you've always been, and, and I've known you now for like 20 years, that you have innate timing you are a natural comedian you're also can be dramatic but the comedy i always feel either you've got that or you don't were either of your parents funny neither my, oh, my wow. father my father was very gregarious and mm -hmm. uh, you know happy go lucky guy who loved to visit and have a couple of schnapps has always made life a little better <laughs> My mother was very quiet and laid back, but she kind of had the real smarts when it came to, no, 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 you're doing that too fast. Go, Joe, a little Really? Slower, you know, yeah. And, and uh, did she just have that naturally? Yes, yes. Oh. And, or maybe it was watching a lot of mistakes being made. I don't know. But, uh, but she was a, a good guide. But I was the one, Billy, who spoke English before mm -hmm. my right. mother and father did. Right. When I was born, Lithuanian was my first language in the house, but mm -hmm. but I learned, you know, playing with the kids in the street, English right away. And so therefore, I was the one that knew how to read English from the time I was a little girl. They would look to me for, and put me in places of power in that what did that say and what does it tell me that I have to do? And I sometimes mm -hmm. didn't even know what I was talking about, but I thought I did, you know. And, and so <laughs> yeah, I was I was telling Ruth, I was telling Ruta backstage. My parents were first generation of Albanian immigrants. Same thing. They were the ones that spoke English, but their parents knew enough that they put them in those situations because they wanted them to become American. It was very important for them okay. to not be immigrant children, but to embrace the new world. Now, did your parents originally come to 
sue Massachusetts first? They did. And they did because there was already a lot up, you know, again, it's on the East Coast. Sure. Albanians took the boat wherever it took them and they ended up in Boston. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so I think that's you... the same thing with Montreal. Same thing. Well, sure. Oh, yeah, there was. I mean, my father worked, you know, in Saskatchewan for a year. Mm. But then when he brought my mother over, he said Montreal because there was already a small Lithuanian uh, community, but active, you know, with a church. Same thing. Yeah. And yeah, that's the other thing is that our community was centered around the church. And people asked, are you that religious? I said it was really more a way to keep the community together. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And and religion tied it together. But uh, thank God we all had, you know, interests other than at the church and brought right. all that flavor church. Yeah. I'm grateful to the church for me because it was my first steps on a stage. My first steps in show business were in the church hall, in the church, oh, wow. you know, stage. And, and uh, also in Massachusetts and in New York where I would be invited, even though I was mm -hmm. a little girl, people were reading about me in the Lithuanian communities. And I got to, to go uh, perform. And, and my mother was right. the one who had the smarts to make a little costume for me and to sort of say, well, you go out there and you do this and you sing that and you do a cartwheel and now you do an acrobatic thing. I mean, she, she was putting acts together, never having seen them. <laughs> she so was the I, Lithuanian I, Mama Rose. You got it, darling. Only <laughs> not really as pushy or bitchy. Let's put it that way. <laughs> well, you know one of the first... Oh, go ahead. And I was just going to say one thing, and that is one of the things that makes me very, very happy is that both my father and above all my mother got to see some of their efforts rewarded with some of the success that I achieved in wonderful Hollywood, where I have never achieved superstardom, but I have achieved a position of where I, I worked every day, every year, you know, all of my life. So it was wonderful. Well, I want to mention to people that your book is out and there it is. Consider your ass kissed, which I will say for as long as I have known Ruda, when she tell me she was writing a book, she had the title for years. <laughs> <laughs> well, my darling friend, uh, whom I'm sure, you know, George Pinocchio, who of is course, yep and Hollywood reporter for ABC television years mm -hmm. ago said to me, Ruta, if you ever write a book, that's going to be your title. Because it's an expression that I have used for all the years that I have been so grateful to people for helping me in my career, helping me in my personal life, above all, helping me with the Thalians and Hollywood for Mental Health charity that I headed up with uh, my darling Debbie Fabulous Rose, Debbie. Years. and and what, what if someone gave me five dollars or fifty or five hundred or five thousand, I was quick to say, please consider your ass kissed, and I mean it in all the depth of the sincerity of my heart, and so I feel that way about anybody who is picking up my book to buy it, who came to the theater to see me on stage who turned on a television set to watch me. What can I do but say, my darling friends, consider your ass kissed.
Well, you mentioned um, television. And as I said, I was good. You know, two things that struck me about this. Number one, I always saw you as this larger than life personality. But what I came out of the book being is that, you know, she's a journeyman actor. She works at her craft. It's not about being the biggest star because you never were the biggest star, but you were the hardest worker and the most consistent person I've met. Well, I'm happy to hear you say that. And thank God a lot of producers and directors must have felt the same way. Otherwise, I wouldn't have had the countless jobs that oh, I've had yeah. on television. You know, over 2,500 guest starring appearances means that. That's a lot of television that I've done. And Not only a lot, but good quality. That's the other thing, is that either the quality was good of all the jobs you chose, or you made them into something good. I'm not sure which. Now, I, I don't think that I could ever say that I chose, Billy. What really? I can say is that I took just about everything that came my way. I'm of the old... English credo, which is there are no small parts, there are only small actors. Right. And, and I, I believe that. I think that anything that you do, if you put your heart into it, people are going to know whether it's the top rated show or the bottom rated show that you're on it and you're doing the best you can with what you've been given to do. And uh, so I'm very, very grateful. But you know, I've got to share something interesting with you. The Please. probably the most lucrative part of my career has been the five years that I spent on Home Shopping Network, going wow. once a month or a week or two a month to sell a product that my darling husband had found for us and we brought to Home Shopping, or to help them with clothes or whatever they had going that they would say, Ruta, come be on our show for a while. It was a phenomenal experience for me. And it's why I'm so looking forward to visiting with people with my book. I was selling a product, but I felt like I was on air with umpteen million people every day. Mm -hmm. And I loved it. I absolutely loved it. And financially, it was the greatest thing that ever happened because I had a great product which was spray vitamins. And uh, wow, thank you, Jesus. It was fabulous. You know, but if we've learned nothing from Shark Tank and other people who've talked about online shopping, it's not only the product, it is the salesperson. And one thing I know about you, I've been around you at so many events, you have time for everyone. You are a people person. You're very sincere. You're very gregarious like your father was. And, I'm, and that comes through over the screen as well. Yeah, I'm glad to hear that. I really am. And I am very, very grateful to your favorites, the talk shows, and yeah. certainly the game shows, both <laughs> yes. afternoon and evening, simply because they introduced Ruta Lee as herself. Mm, exactly. Rather than a character that I was playing. And, and while I'm grateful to the lineup or, or Lucy or whatever show I was doing, Bonanza or... or you know, whatever. Every Western known to man. Every Western. Uh, they, <laughs> audiences got to know me as the character that I was playing. 
And I felt so grateful to be able to just say, hi, I'm Ruta Lee, and this is it. You know, take it or leave it, but this is the real me. And boy, I'm glad people took it. Yeah, absolutely. Now, I don't know if you could see the clip because we were having those problems with Life with Bonnie, but you were so funny. (laughs) Well, Bonnie... One of the funniest things. She is a very, very gifted girl. This girl is able to do comedy, the likes of which nobody can touch these days. And she's also a very fine dramatic actress. And I, I don't know who originally said... Life is difficult. Comedy is hard. Yeah. And they were so right. Good comedy is very, very difficult. It does not happen easily. You have to no. learn craft. You have to learn timing. You have to learn not to step on a joke. You have to learn not to step on a laugh. You have to learn. Yeah. Your the- marks. Yes. Oh, boy. Oh. The four cameras. Yeah, especially with four camera. Yeah. That's that's one of the things that I think our audience may not realize is that the Lucy show and several other shows that were shot live uh, with an audience were just wonderful. But it was like choreographing a very difficult dance. Oh. Because when you move naturally, you can't because there's a camera that's shooting somebody over your shoulder that way Mm -hmm. or past your ear that way and you're going to get into it so you have to hit those marks and know where you are every single time and on a line because your cameras are moving on lines that are given them right and speaking of that so i have a clip you did several episodes of the lucy show okay this is a clip that if this were a saturday night live sketch I don't know how you would have gotten through it without laughing. As a matter of fact, when people look at this clip, and I've edited it down, you look like you're just on the brink of hysteria. This is with Milton Berle. And you know the episode. Take a look. Mr. Berle. Yes, Mrs. Carmichael. May I toss the salad? Please do. Crazy or something? That was the scene we were rehearsing from his picture. Oh, one of my, my new picture. Your picture. Yes, my. Ah, a likely story. <laughs> you. Listen to me. I can't Listen see to you. Me. <laughs> what is it, Mrs. Carmichael? What is it? Can you ever forgive me? Forgive you? Mrs. Carmichael. forgive you, but I want to tell you, I love you. You love me? Yeah, because you believed Ruta as the other woman. Now, Ruta, this ought to convince you that you can play the part. lunch because the salad's on me.
I don't know how you got through it. Okay, I will tell you very honestly, <laughs> I peed my pants. <laughs> I laughed so hard. I tinkled. <laughs> oh, you look like you were. I mean, you you were just on the edge of breaking. And again, when Lucy's like, listen to me, she's pulling you back into the scene. But, oh, one of the funniest that, clips I've remembered for years. That that was the lovely Ruth Burl, too. Which yes. Which is very nice. Real wife. And, oh, well, that was a beautiful, beautiful show. And the opening of that show is what I have used on my film clips forever because it's Lucy going to the door, opening it, slamming it shut in my face and saying, it's Ruta Lee, the movie star. <laughs> then on, That's a great clip. Milton Berle, wherever he saw me, he would say, it's Ruta Lee, the movie star. <laughs> How was Lucy to work with? Because Lucy, I know, did not have people back if she did not know they could deliver. And you did at least three or four Lucy shows. I did. I did. And she was, people would say that she was tough to work with. She was tough. She was a taskmaster. She would brook no foolishness, you know. Uh, mm -hmm. Oh, she laughed when it was time to laugh and, and joke. But when, when we were blocking and doing and she wanted everything precisely right and hit your marks and get your lines out and do what you're supposed to do. And I was, uh, she paid me a great compliment. And she said to the press that I was one of her favorites to work with, that I was very professional and did what I was supposed to do. And I loved her. I, I, I mean, she became a very good friend. And, and little Lucy was mm -hmm. darling enough to give me some of Lucille Ball's scarves. You know, she wore scarves in her head all the time on the show, yeah. wrapped up in them. And she gave me some of those beautiful silk scarves, which I have and uh, wear at, with delight. And I'm so grateful to little Lucy for making sure that I got some of her mommy's things. It's very, very special to me. Oh, uh, yeah. And Lucy's a great girl. I write about this in the book. I talk about how Lucy always loved my jewelry because mm -hmm. I always had a great collection of wonderful, uh, very few, very good pieces, but lots of good costume jewelry. And she mm -hmm. loved that. And she said, I have to go here and have to do a thing there or go to Florida. Can I borrow? And I loan her my pieces. And then the silly broad would forget to give them back to me. And I have to call her and say, Lucy... Can I borrow back the thing I loaned you, please? <laughs> um, you know, from comedy, I want to go to drama. And again, again, proving the range. Now, look, you guys, you just saw Milton Berle. Now you're going to see Rudely opposite Marlena Dietrich. And uh, we'll talk about Marlena and this experience. This is Rudely in witness for the prosecution. Well, Fred, the luggage is in the car, and we've only 20 minutes to catch the boat train. Oh, this is a nice young lady. I met in the gallery during the trial. <laughs> oh, Len. Oh, Len, they've been trying to keep me away from you. It's had me nearly crazy. Leonard, who's this girl? I'm not this girl. I'm his girl. Tell her, Len. Leonard, is this the girl who was with you in the travel bureau? The girl you said you hardly knew, didn't even know her name? 
That's right. That's who I am, and I know all about you. You're not his wife, never have been. You're years older than he is. We've been going together for months, and we're going away on one of those cruises, just like they said in court. Tell her yourself, Len. Yes, Len. Tell me yourself. All right, Diana, come along. What a great scene that is. It was the punchline of the movie. And we the whole movie. About, yeah, we couldn't talk about it, you know, because it would give away the ending. And uh, yeah. Marlena took one look at me on film with my blonde hair and said, Nick, nine, forget it. <laughs> I became a brunette overnight uh, because the producer, Arthur Hornblow Jr., had seen mm -hmm. me uh, in a nightclub uh, and he watched me watch who else but Frank Sinatra performing. And he said, I've just given you a very unique screen test. I watched you watch Frank, and I think you'd be a good <laughs> love for, for uh, Tyrone Power in my movie Witness for the Prosecution. And, and he said, w would you come in and meet Billy Wilder? And I said, is tomorrow too soon? And, yeah, right. Uh, can you imagine Billy Wilder, no. that phenomenal man? And, and working with Charles Lawton. Lawton oh and Lord. Tyrone Powered and Marlena. What were what was Marlena like? Cool, very very cool, my darling, very cool. Uh, in fact, damn. <laughs> uh, but she was not partial, I think, to to young girls. Um, mm -hmm. So I just sort of stayed out of her way and didn't have much to do with her. But I I did watch her when she mm. was working with Billy, and and Billy Wilder was incredible. He would literally at sometimes give not give her a reading of a line, but give her a tone for the line. He'd mm -hmm. sort of hum da 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 So it was musical almost. It was musical for yeah. her ear to pick it up if he wanted something special that she wasn't giving him. And speaking and of music, what is that accent of yours in that? Well, it's supposed to be sort of a middle British, which yeah. was difficult to do, Billy. You know, Vinny is, is quite easy to do, and if difficulties doesn't arise until, and then Cockney is another easier one to do than what I was doing. That middle- It is almost like Hepburn, like Catherine Hepburnish. Yes, a little bit of something. And you know, who helped me with, with that was Charles and Elsa Lanchester. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I used to have lunch with them and do things. It was so sweet. They were so very, very dear to me. But, oh, my God, to think that that wonderful producer, Arthur Hornblow Jr., just saw something in me across a crowded nightclub floor. I, I, all I can do is say, wherever he is, I hope it's by the right hand of God helping him produce something. Oh, well... Speaking of great people you worked with, this was this is much later. This is now Elizabeth Taylor had sort of started a comeback with Sweet Bird of Youth. And the first, before I show the clip, what's interesting is how you're billed. Because it's Elizabeth Taylor, it's Mark Harmon, it's a lot of people, and 
brutally as Sally Powers. I mean, it isn't lumped in with everyone. It's and. How nice. I forgot. So, okay, well, here's a little clip of Sweet Bird of Youth, and then we'll talk about Elizabeth. So what was it like working with Elizabeth? It was the usual. Lots of waiting and waiting and waiting. But she, of course, is when she's on, she's on and she's divine. And she's sweet and funny, but you have to wait for all of it. And uh, her wardrobe was done by my very good friend who did my wedding gown and many of my gorgeous gowns, Nolan Miller. Oh, sure. uh, Remember Nolan Miller from Dynasty fame and Mm -hmm. lots of stuff for Aaron Spelling. And uh, I I got to sit and talk a lot with her son. uh, Michael Michael was in it. Yep. Michael Wilding. Yep. Moves a lot and and uh, and talk while we were waiting uh, because everything I had to do was basically with with her. And uh, it it wasn't the simplest thing in the world, you know. But uh, who cares? Uh, I had, uh, oh, something interesting. I've I've gotten a call from somebody who heads up the Elizabeth Taylor Foundation, you know, the Mm -hmm. AIDS Foundation. And they asked me if I would uh, help a lady who's now been authorized by the family to do a book on Elizabeth and the foundation, et cetera. Oh, wow. And I help her with what little bit I know about Liz, you know, so I very happily will do that. But I mean, I had really only met her once before this, and that was at a Thalian event where she came with her husband. Oh, no, I've met her twice. Okay. The first time was at Thalian's. The second time, no, the first time, I take it back, was, was when I was doing uh, Sergeants 3 with Frank Sinatra, Dean Martin, etc. And and that was in Las Vegas, where Frank was having... There party. you are. There you are oh. in Sergeants 3. Oh, oh, that was... And who are you kissing, Ruda? Oh, the darling Peter Lawford. Oh, wow. Peter Lawford. <laughs> oh, boy, repeat, repeat. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, I figured you'd enjoy it. Yes, I did. Uh, Frank, <laughs> for Dean Martin at, at the Sands, and all of the, the Hollywood cognoscenti were all there. Uh, I mean, I was sitting next to Milton on one side, John Wayne on the other, and, and across the table from me was Elizabeth Taylor, and then married to uh, the schmuck, to Eddie Fisher. Well, there's so many schmucks. A great, a great singer, but, but a, an idiot. Anyway, in walked Frank, the party was already mostly seated, in walked Frank at the back of the room with Marilyn Monroe on his arm. Oh, my God. 
Now, I've got to tell you, that girl was like, I, I mentioned this in the book, she was very much like the Gabor sisters. They all had a Klieg light, an inner light mm. that lit them up. Now, when she walked through, of course, there's Marilyn with her platinum hair in a beaded white dress with a big white fox stole. She glowed. She absolutely mm. glowed brighter than any spotlight on the stage. And when she came and sat down at the table, she took that spotlight away from Elizabeth Taylor wow. at the height of her beauty and never gave it back to her. You know, and That's saying then, something. That's really saying something. That there was a, a, something luminous about them. Just something so perfectly luminous. You know, you've mentioned the Thalians a few times, so let's bring it up. The Thalians, for people who don't know, was a group of actors that put together a charity that they were trying to figure out who to work for. And was it Mamie Van Doren, Ruta, who yes. said all the good causes are taken? Yes. <laughs> so She came back to the meeting after we sent her out, along with Jane Mansfield, thank you very much. Oh, my. Wow. Queens of Boob, and out we sent them <laughs> charity, and they came back and said, the good diseases have all been taken. <laughs> and so this is like the creme de la creme of Hollywood saying, if we're going to put on these shows for our own fun, why not raise money for a good cause? And the two people who really were the heads and kept switching off as chairpersons were Ruta Lee and Debbie Reynolds who also was a good friend of Ruta's. I knew Debbie as well. And one of my favorite photos of you is you, Debbie, and Carol Channing. So let's talk about this. Well, it's perfect because Car Carol Channing was our honoree that year. Mm -hmm. And that's Debbie and myself dressed in, in the closest thing that we could find they're both molly brown costumes well mine is a dolly costume but we want i could tell from the plumage yes i was, wanted to wear something that was very appropriate to hello dolly and carol mm -hmm. channing and uh, i gotta tell you this group of young actors got tired of being called you know very hard drinking sex-minded assholes who had nothing to contribute to society <laughs> And they said, you know, we, we get together to sing around the piano and dance and laugh and have good times. Let's get a small something together, sell a few tickets and raise a few dollars. 18 years after this got started, we built our clinic, the Thalians Center for Emotionally Disturbed Children and People. It was a, the mental health center. And mm -hmm. it was very exciting. And then this many years later, 60 years later, we decided to put our focus and our attention to something that was being very overlooked in these blessed United States of ours. And that is the returning veteran. And right. their mental health seems to fall through the cracks. And they're suffering mm -hmm. with all kinds of problems. So we joined up with UCLA and Operation Mend. Mm -hmm. And Operation Mend heals the broken bodies, the fractured right. 
skulls, bones, everything, the missing arms and legs. We, Thalians, are dealing with healing the broken mind and spirit and therefore heart of so many of our beautiful young people. And I'm so proud that this group of young, now we're ancient, but we still attract a few young people, that this group could do so much good in all the years. We've raised millions and millions for mental health, and we've done so much good. So I'm proud of us. We worked very, very hard. I still work very hard. I am. Debbie at one point said, you've been running the organization all this time. I'm not going to be on the road as much. I'll take over as president. You be chairman of the board. And we right. did that for a while. And then and you'd swap. We'd swap. And, and, and then she went off on the road again because she had to make up for all the losses and debts of those dumb schmuck husbands. Bums. Put her into. And God bless her. Not once did she take bankruptcy, which she could have done. No, I know. She tap danced yep. her way out of debt. Not her debt, her husband's debts. And I, yep. I salute her. And she still smiles and guides me and taps me on the shoulder and tells me what to do. Uh, what a great friend I had. Uh, just the, the best. And I miss her terribly. And I have actually a little clip of you two performing at one of the balls, so let's take a look at this. Great lady. Great lady. Uh, us doing MAME. And, yep. Uh, something very funny that I bet your audience is wondering what happened to her. I look like the Oki from Finoki. I am. <laughs> now you can tell I love you when I'll come on show with you with, with a tooth missing out front. But uh, <laughs> I tooth often. And my dentist has one of those screw in jobs, but he won't do it until yeah. two months have gone by. All right, Ruda. Now look. Uh, Let's see, right there, see? I had a tooth pulled a month ago, and I don't care. Fuck them if they don't like it. <laughs> okay. Ruta, you know what, what I love about you is that when the television stuff wasn't happening as much and they weren't doing these big overblown productions with millions of guest stars, you hit the road. And you know what's interesting? That it was early. There's Peter Pan. There's Sugar Babies. You did Irma LaDuce. You do Molly Brown. You do Best Little Whorehouse. Ruta, did I see that you did Funny Girl? Yes, believe it or not. I no, I don't believe it. Where's the clip of that? It's a very, very good production of it, too, you know. Yeah. It didn't put on nice long eyelashes and, and, and went kind of more plain-faced and plain-haired and all of that good stuff. And, and it worked. Believe it or not, it worked. Uh, and I, I loved doing the show. I absolutely loved it. Uh, Molly Brown, of course, is my, my very favorite till the day I die. Uh, another fun show to do is Annie Get Your Gun, Maine. Oh, I, I saw it. Irene. 
Irene, oh God, yeah. And Debbie gave me all her costumes to use for Irene. There was a great story. Oh, God. What was the story that we, first off, we should mention Casa Manana in Fort Worth, Texas, was really your theatrical artistic home. But there was, was it Molly Brown that they had the worst costumes and Debbie Express mailed her personal costumes to you? Yes, she did. That, well, that was Irene. We were doing oh, that, that Irene? Okay. And, and the, the big company, Brooks in New York, and they're very yep. famous. But they buy up all the shows. I don't know which high school production they had bought up. <laughs> and Irene, it has to do with a costume house, with a right Fourier, you know. And this was Drek, Drek, Drek that I had. <laughs> and Debbie sent out not only the costumes, but her costume person to help me get it all together. And they were gorgeous. <sighs> were just wonderful. Uh, there have uh, been so many adventures, and I'm, I'm so grateful for having gone out on the road because I got to meet so many people that mm -hmm. maybe were... But now I always say I don't make fans, I make friends. And it was yeah, and you do. That backstage after a show, I'm always open to people coming back and signing their programs or doing whatever. And people would come back, and they wouldn't say... Oh, Miss Lee, thank you. May I have your autograph? They'd come back and say, Hey, Rudy, we're having people over for barbecue on Sunday. You want to come? Right. It's wonderful. Was I think the the last time I saw you on stage, I want to say, was it Paint Your Wagon in Brentwood? Not Paint Your... No, 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 no. When you sang Johnny One Note, what was that show? No, that's... Um, uh, uh, oh, my Lord. Uh, I know. I should look it up. I'll call you at 2 in the morning, and I'll tell you what it was. I know you will. One note. Yeah. Right. Ooh. Doesn't say. Oh, I'm looking. All of a sudden, I can't think of it. Ooh. I know. Somebody's going to text me. It's Richard Rogers. I know that. And I remember seeing you do it in Beverly Hills with, oh, the guy from New Kids on the Block, Joe, Joey McIntyre. Joey McIntyre did it, yeah. Yes. Oh, and he And you were so funny in the show, whichever, whatever the hell show it was. Oh, my Lord. Oh, Babes in Arms. Babes in Arms. Babes in Arms, right, right. You know, the miracle of the internet, we can look up anything. But you were so good. And again, do you miss being out on the road? Very and like performing for live people, because you come to life on a stage. Very much so. And, and probably where my mother made a mistake was not to look into the theater, because if ever there was a baby born for the live stage, I think it's me. Not that I, I think so, too. The movies and television, but I am a stage animal. I have a, an energy, a charisma that seems to leap across the footlights into the audience. And, uh, I agree. I've made a point, amazingly enough, Billy, to whether it's a proscenium house or one in the round, to make eye contact with everybody in that audience at least once. And the round is particularly hard for that. Yeah, but I'm good at that. I'm very yeah. good. I learned how to do turns fast in my dance classes. <laughs> 
And you are, can we just say, a hell of a dancer. And again, I should point to people, sugar babies. Ah, That's all legs. God bless uh, darling Ann Miller, who originated the role. And then my best friend in life now is a wonderful girl whose name is mm-hmm. Ann Jillian. Ann Jillian, yep. Was the soubrette in Sugar babies the beautiful and also lithuanian also lithuanian and we're like sisters Mm -hmm. and we see each other at least once a week and uh you know she's married to a former police officer out of chicago whose father was a police officer in new york so oh wow we're, we're well protected but anyway i i'm i'm sorry that i never have worked in new york yeah, you never did Broadway. Never did Broadway. The few opportunities that may have come around mm-hmm. offered so little money compared That's to Broadway. Broadway. Just, you know, at, at the lower levels on television, you know, I was earning... Or the road. 750 a week, and Broadway would <sighs> maybe bring 350 a week. You know, no, no, no I don't think so and give up my big beautiful house in LA and my cars and my dogs to go live in a hovel in New York. Ooh, I know. But now But we of- should remind people that you did start out Seven Brides for Seven Brothers. There you are. Is that you in blue, I believe? Me in blue. That's how I describe all the girls. <laughs> <laughs> and you know again, dancing and what a cast. Fabulous cast. And, and I don't know whether my polka, when I was asked to do something folksy in my audition, did it mm-hmm. for me, or whether my mother being on her knees praying in the church across the street did it for me. But, you know, we all had to dance, and these were some of the best dancers in America. The man that I was teamed up with, uh, Matt Maddox, was absolutely mm-hmm. spectacular. Jacques D'Ambois from, from the uh, New York City... Ballet. Ballet, uh, yep. Rusty Tamlin, one of the great... Uh, oh. Mark Platt, who had danced with Rita Hayworth in, in movies, you know, over at Columbia. Wow, these fabulous, fabulous dancers. And I used to wonder when I was doing the exercise class every morning, what in hell am I doing here? How did I get a lot <laughs> Well, again, you've also worked with everyone. Now, I have another clip. Uh, I don't even want to tell people who it is because it's kind of shocking. But you did a few Love American styles. And in this one, you are playing a comedy writer, you know, like a Nichols and May kind of character. And take a look at who Rudely is going to marry. Can't we finish one lousy sketch? Don't worry about it. We'll think of something. Are you sure you're not bugged about the wedding? Nope. I am bugged about a lady wrestler with a fat name. Here. Mm. I think maybe you got uh, bridal block. Bridal block? Yeah, writers get it when they got a wedding and a honeymoon planned in the middle of a script assignment. The script isn't due until after the honeymoon. Wait a minute. Instead of a fat lady wrestler, we make it a short lady sword swallower. Huh? If she's short, she has to swallow letter openers. <laughs> okay, well, let her throat rust. Give us a little pathos. <laughs> Are we reaching? Mm. 
Oh, hello, Fred. Hello, Maureen. Hello, Joe. Hi. Hey, the sword swallow is dying, puts her on pins and needles. Huh? Come on. Thank you. Not the kiss, the joke. <laughs> Actually, the kiss wasn't too bad either. Hey, honey, all we have to do is finish this one last sketch, and then we are all through with the script. Hey, what about a lady Eskimo? There's a lot of humor in igloos. I thought you were going to finish the script after our honeymoon. Oh, we are, we are. Okay, igloos are funny, but Eskimos, uh, they leave me cold. <laughs> <laughs> you and Regis. Oh, no. And and also, I am constantly amazed at how gorgeous you are. I mean, breathtakingly beautiful. You believe all that hair? You can sure tell it's, it's a lot. <laughs> what was and you know you had a long history with Regis. You also worked with him in a talk show. I did two and a half hours live every oh. day, and it was amazing. And then phone-ins for the last half hour of the show. And, and you got to be fast. You have to be fast, and uh, you have to be careful because there was, I think, about a seven-second delay where they could push the button if somebody said something very rude or uh, right. sacrilegious or whatever the case may be. But, of course, look who else. Jack Carter, who became one yep. of my best friends in the world. And and I was with him, in fact, the night that he died. And oh, wow. Loved him so he was one of those innately funny people, without a doubt one of the funniest people in the world. He was his own worst enemy because he made life tough for people that he was working for and around him. Uh, he didn't mm -hmm. mean to, but he just did. But, oh, my God, he never turned me down when I asked him to please come do a show for me, come do this for me, come uh, make waves over here, come say hello to these uh, come do a, an autograph thing, or whatever the case may be. Mm -hmm. Whenever he, I asked him, he'd do it, especially for the Thalians. Many, See? and and, and that's heard. also you. I think that really you've developed such good relationships. And again, I said at the beginning is that when I went to when I moved to L.A. over twenty years ago, looking for this Hollywood of the past, you're one of those people. Debbie was one of those people. Rip Taylor, you know, there were people who I became friends with who embodied the glitz of Hollywood. Well, I've always been a believer in it. I I get very distressed with what I see now. Uh, I mean, you don't have to put on a ball gown to go to the market, but <laughs> if you don't have your face on, put on your dark glasses and look a little bit glamorous. Put, tie a scarf in your hair so you look pretty. If you're Not a dirty t-shirt or something. Come on, get it together because people will recognize you. And do you know what gives me away the most, Billy? My voice. Your voice. Your voice. I know. And let me tell people. Let me tell people what happened before we started. So Ruta and I did a sound check and video, which all the good that it did us. And Ruta, once she got set, she's like, "All right, now let me go get a scarf because I need a little color." And I'm like, "See, that's training of the old Hollywood. That I'm doing a show. All you have to put on is a scarf." Yeah, a little bit of color, a little bit of something. But I think your audience likes to see the, the nice version of you. You know, I had the blessing of being invited 
to Lucy's birthday party, which is conducted every year in Jamestown, New Jamestown, York, where yeah. she was born. And mm -hmm. I was invited as the guest star and, and friend of Lucy's to share in different evenings with different screenings of different shows that I did with her, et cetera, et cetera. And the comment that I got from everybody that was there simply, and they'd come in from Japan, from, Italy, oh, yeah. from, uh, you know, Wisconsin, from Des Moines, Iowa, wherever they come in and the, and to a person, it was always, it is so nice to see you looking lovely in your outfits <laughs> and wearing your hats and doing this. It's so pretty. You look like a star. Well, I may not be a big star, but I'm sure going to look like one. <laughs> you sell it, Ruda. That's what I love about you. Um, like I said, when I first met you at Nanette Fabres, there's feathers, there's marabou everywhere. That's how I want Ruda Lee. That's a, a very sweet thing to say. And Nanette <laughs> became a good friend, and she died. Oh, God bless yep, her. she did. And our beloved Betty Garrett, you know, who we miss yes, as well. Yes, yes. Um, oh. You know, you, you mentioned everything you've done. So we, you know, we're running out. We've got only a few minutes, like 10 minutes. Um, you also did game shows. I saw so many clips of you on Stump the Stars, which I'm not going to show, which I'd never heard of. I didn't remember Stump the Stars. But there you were with Beverly Garland and Sebastian Cabot. I could watch those all day, by the way. Well, what was yeah, that like? That was more fun. It seemed like you were having a ball. World because, first of all, Beverly Garland was a good friend. I loved Here, her. We, we came from the same cabbage patch. She was full of energy, full of, of piss and vinegar, you know? Yeah. She was just one of those girls. And, and uh, she had grown up in the... A uh, little theater down the street from me. I was at the player's ring. No, she was at the player's ring. I was at the gallery stage. And mm -hmm. she was a little bit before me, and I always admired her so much. Anyway, yeah. we had us and, and this wonderful, variable group of gentlemen. And to come mm. in, play this game that we both loved. But boy, they were tough, those little things that we got to do. Oh, yeah, and like Stubby K, and oh, it was just amazing, the lineup of people. Fabulous people. Hans Conried. Uh, Hans, uh, yep, I saw him. Great people. Uh, Richard Long. Oh, God, great. Anyway, to get paid mm -hmm. to do this. Yeah, right. It's a gig, but you're having the most fun. Isn't that the best? Isn't it amazing when you think to yourself, you've been able to make a living doing something you love? You know, and then when you stop and think about it, you really got doubly paid on stage, on live stage, because usually, thank God, not only did you hear the laughter on the sighs and see the tears or hear the sniffles if you're hitting the right moments properly, right. you got great applause and hopefully a standing ovation at the end of your performance. And then to get a check at the end of the week. What could be God, better? Thank God, how fabulous can life be, you know? 
So I have to ask you, what made you go into becoming a game show hostess with Alex Trebek in High Rollers? And do you still have the big dice, Ruta? (laughs) (laughs) Damn it, damn it, damn it. Uh, I'll tell you what, I I had worked for Mary Markham and her later Mm -hmm. husband, Gary Damsker, uh, on Hollywood Squares later in years. But at the beginning, she was the one that cast me uh, on Stump the Stars. Oh, wow. I a couple of game shows for her, and she saw my energy and my enthusiasm for this kind of work. And so she loved it. And then later, I did Hollywood Squares for them, and she said to the producers, who were the same producers as Squares, Peter Quigley, uh, mm-hmm. We think that Ruta would be a very good uh, alternate host for Alex Trebek on the new game show that we're doing, uh, which is High Rollers. So it wasn't a matter of my wanting to. It was offered to me. Hell And yeah. again, a gig's a gig. You got it, darling. You got Did you enjoy doing it? I know that you became very close with Alex. He wrote the uh, the prologue to your book. Um, was that where you first met? Yes. First day we met, we said, how do you do? I invited him over to the house to have a glass of wine and, and talk and get to really know each other. And we got joined at the hip at that first meeting. First of all, we were both Canadian born. Right, I forgot, right. I'm from from Quebec, from Montreal. Mm -hmm. Uh, Came to Hollywood. And and he was the first one to thank me for including him in my coterie of friends. Oh, right. Hollywood friends. I'd been around a long time and done a lot. And so he felt like I was doing something very special by including him with all of my friends who became his friends. And right. so to all I can do is say it was a pleasure to work with him. It was a pleasure to, to have him in my life. It was a pleasure to have him as a best friend. And it's a pleasure to have both his wives, his first and his last, as my dear friends. And the lovely part is they are both very good friends. Isn't that nice? That does not happen often. Not often. I mean... so. I have a... Oh, go ahead. Alex walked Elaine down the aisle to her new husband, Peter Karras. Wow, I didn't know that. There's a a little tidbit for you. (laughs) Wow. Um, Now, there's a very famous mishap that happened on High Rollers (laughs) on the show that was going to air on the 4th of July. I'm sure you remember, Ruta. I'll never forget it. <laughs> wonderful Loretta Young kind of entrance with the music playing and Johnny saying, and here she is, Ruta Lee. And as I came out, a chandelier came down on my head and sort of made me a little loopy. And so I'm yeah. saying, folks, if I'm loopy, blame it on NBC. And let me show the clip. Because okay. people probably would like to see that you getting hit with a chandelier. And the irony is, is that it still ran. That's what I love about it. All right, here we go. Now a game of high stakes where every decision is a 
Rollers. Now, here's the man with the action, Alex Trebek. Thank you very much. Happy Fourth. Nice to have you joining us on High Rollers. Let's get right to it. And now, the lady who rolls the dice, Miss Ruta Lee. Ruta, come here, Ruta. The Fourth of July yes. opening. <laughs> I was just going to say, I was about to ask you, did you bring the sparklers? And the sparklers came in a little fast. You okay? The sparklers came in just you, a little fast today. Are you okay? Yes, I'm fine. Thank you very you much. Are you able to go on? I think so. If I keel over, it'll be in a dead faint because it's a happy birthday to Look, America. Look, I, I know they said, you know, do something different for the Fourth of July, but <laughs> you're taking it a little too literally. Let's go over to the table. I was Thank worried you. about you. Oh. Unbelievable. You can sure tell it was the 60s, even Alex's hair. Or the 70s. <laughs> 70s. Well, you know, we're going to wrap up with You Got an Honor, which is a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame, which Alex was actually there to present to you. And there you are in pink, right by your star. And I will point out that she matches her star because Ruta Lee is a fashion conscious lady. What do you remember about that day, Ruta? Well, it was probably a, one of the most beautiful days I've ever had to have both Alex and my darling friend Debbie Reynolds speak for me and, and Johnny Grant, of course, who was the, the, the prince of Hollywood. Uh, it, sure. And, and to, as you know, right in front of Grumman's Chinese from where I was fired when I was 16 years old and because they thought my math was terrible and I was stealing. It was terrible. You were giving $40 back and change. <laughs> That's the machine. But, but said at, the, at the event, he said, you see, it's, it's a matter of real estate. Here's Ruta in front of Grauman's Chinese Theater, in front of the box office from which I got fired. Uh, and my star is further down the street, about two miles, uh, in front of an all-night porn shop with two drops <laughs> lying up in front of it. Location, location, location. But you know that I also have a star on the Palm Springs Walk Palm Springs, and yep. And I have a star in front of the Cedars-Sinai Hospital, which is ours, the Thalians Mental Health Center. And mm -hmm. I have, believe it or not, a hitching post in Kanab, Utah. Is Why wouldn't you? <laughs> they, they don't have stars on the ground there. They have hitching posts that you can tie your horse up to. Oh, Ruta, and I will tell people, chapter one, how I got laid on Hollywood Boulevard. <laughs> and well, let me just tell people, the first line of Ruta's book, I was getting laid in wet cement with Tiger Woods balls flying over my head. Now, isn't that a book you'd want to read? <laughs> yes, please. Well, do. it's that book. It's that book. Please Wait, do. hold on. Everybody watching and listening, I hope that you'll run to your local bookstore because I'd like you to support everybody. Uh, if you're in Hollywood, Larry Edmonds. If you are online, uh, then. Well, yeah, what did you just tell? You just told me something very exciting. Yeah, Barnes and Noble. Know that you are right now number two on the Amazon pre-order list. Yes, yes, 
yes, isn't that exciting? I, that I, is beyond well, exciting. I'm so Well, you get there, Ruda. Oh, I hope so. I just, it would be a great feeling to think not only on my resume can I put now actress, singer, dancer, salesperson, speaker, but I can add author. And best-selling author. Let's make it even more specific. We've got some comments from people. So, Jack Bowers, thanks for showing the High Roller Chandelier episode. Ruta looks great. And that's even without a tooth. Um, <laughs> uh, I have not seen Miss Ruta Lee in years. I always loved her back in the day when I was a kid watching TV with my family. Much love. That's from Norman. Thank you, Norm. Thank you. Uh, Rocky says, you are a star. I uh, am glad to see you on the show today. Looking forward to your book. I hope there'll be an audio version for your amazing voice. Ruda, you're going to do an audio book? Oh, nobody's talked to me about it yet, but I better talk to my publishers, Brighton Publishing, and see if we can do an audio because I watch. They'll hire somebody else to do it, right? Not if we Robert L. wants to know, if you talked about this already, ignore it. Did I see Ruta in a Twilight Zone episode? And he did, and a classic episode, right, Ruta? A very classic one, and I have to tell you... Is this is this from it? Uh, the scene that we have, do we have a scene? No, is that picture, is that picture there, is that from the Twilight Zone? I don't know if you could see it. Uh, I didn't see it, but I, I hope it is. Okay. Yeah, it's you in it's you in a white dress. It's swirly dress with tails. Yes. Yes. Yep, yes. I think that's it. It's from the Twilight Zone, and I have to tell you, it's one of the most favorite parts I've ever played. I mean, I love every role I ever played, but that was such fun. Little bitches are such fun to play. <laughs> I was telling somebody, you're so good at that. Uh, Let's see. Somebody else, great show, Billy. I'm so grateful you take the time to know so much about these Hollywood greats that we've cared about for years. So glad to have a show that finally gives enough time to tell their wonderful story. Loving Ruda, of course. That is a lovely comment, and I agree with her 100%, because you do take the time to dig a little and pull up something that hasn't been printed or written about or talked about before. God bless you. Well, look, you are a raconteur, and that's what I love about you. You tell stories. You take the time. And people, if you didn't see her with Richard Skipper last week, it's a great interview. And we, may, we talked before here, and we said, let's tell stories you don't tell usually. So I'm glad to give people a little variety. I should mention... There you are with James Ma uh, James uh, Gardner in Maverick, what and Robert Conrad. I mean, you know, great guys, and Clint Eastwood. Uh, the love of my life. <laughs> I you know, it took me twenty years to get him to oh. be our honoree at the Thalians, and I just love him so. He finally acquiesced and said all right all right and came and did it but why did he do it it was a birthday present wasn't it birthday present to me i said clint please it's my birthday 30th of may give me a present and tell me you'll be our honoree and he said why don't you give me a present because i'm on the 31st <laughs> <laughs> <Come."> <laughs> 
Uh, and the last, we I just want to end on this. Here's a picture of you and your wonderful husband, Webb, who is always so nice to me, with Hugh Hefner and Barbie Benton. Now, where is this? This is at the Playboy Mansion, uh, the beautiful wedding reception that he had for me. So you had your reception at the Playboy Mansion. Playboy Mansion. And I have to tell you. Yes, please. Hello and how are you? And introduced people to Webb as they came in the front door of the mansion. All 450 people to a beautiful white glove service dinner with pigeons and doves in baskets and flowers overhead. Wow. I never got to have one bite of dinner because by the <laughs> He got finished taking all the pictures and cutting the cake. It was time to say goodbye to everybody. So we stood at the door and said goodbye to everybody. <laughs> so we and celebrated our wedding with peanut butter sandwiches that night. <laughs> I answered it. Forget it. That's all right. We're ending. So it's fine because I've kept you 10 minutes longer than I wanted, than I promised. But Ruda, I could talk to you forever. I can't wait till I'm actually able to see you again. I miss seeing people in person. Well, anytime you want, pick up the phone, call me, come <laughs> up, I'll buy you a glass of wine or, or a glass of vodka or a glass of anything you want, darling. And we'll have some cake. <laughs> And a peanut butter sandwich. Ruta, I want to just tell people again, go out and get the book. Consider your ass kissed. And if you want to know more about Ruta Lee, the fabulous Ruta Lee, go to her website, which is RutaLee.com. That's it. RutaLee.com. And... Let me and let me thank Judy because Judy is like a blessing. Judy is Ruta's longtime assistant, her girl Friday and every other day of the week. That's right. And I just want and, to say that this is please. not my life story. It's tidbits from my life, but you're going to learn a lot about lots of other people in the industry that you know and love. And I'm so happy to share those stories. Sweetheart, I love seeing you. Thank you so much for doing this. Um, good luck with the book and good luck with everything. Look, I hope that we get to the other side of this and we can celebrate in person. We will, my darling. So come home. Come home. I will. I will get back. And God bless everybody who tuned in today. And uh, all I can do is say God bless you and may God continue to bless America. God love us. Thank you so much. I love you. I will talk to you soon. You sure will, darling. <laughs> Bye, sweetheart. Oh, my God, I love Rudalee more than anything else. Go to her website. Buy her book. She is one of the great ladies, broads, really, of Hollywood. Uh, I'm not sure who we're having. All oh, right, I'm supposed to tell you because they keep yelling at me. Click on the subscribe button right at the bottom. Subscribe to the website. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Press the, bu the bell. And, Rude, if you stay for a second, I'll say goodbye to you once I hang up with everyone. I will see you next week. I don't know who I'm going to have next week, but thank you so much for joining in. This has been Billy Masters Live, and as we always say, if we're here, we're live. Bye, guys, and thank you, Ruda.